Amen. Church, how awesome is the God that we serve, right? You know, seeing these young people serve this morning, singing on the praise and worship, sharing their testimony, it's such an encouragement to me. This um, last week, I was traveling, and uh, I went, uh, I was on the mainland in Vegas for my uncle's 90th birthday, and last Sunday, I was able to attend church service where my niece, who is in her mid-20s, and her husband, they actually pastor a church in Vegas, and it was also their, what they called their next generation service. And so to be there and then to come home and to hear this and to see our youth, are you not blessed by what God is doing? Yes, God is doing a mighty work in our youth. And so Jalen, I just want to say to you, Jay, that you are blessed. I declare that you will be the change. You are the agent of change for your generation, that whatever happened in your family in the past will just be that that will push you forward to be different. And so I just declare that your best is yet to come and God is going to do great and mighty things as he already is in and through your life. Amen. All right. So good morning. I'm Yvonne and I'm always blessed to be with you and especially honored to be up here to share the word of God with you. Um, Would you just bow your heads and pray with me real quick before we jump into God's message. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, what you are doing, Heavenly Father, in the different generations. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are raising up a mighty generation, Father God. Father, I just pray that you would continue to use us, Heavenly Father, to sow into their lives. Father God, that we would build them up in the truth that you are, Father God, that they would be strong in the knowledge and the heart, Heavenly Father, and their confidence in who you are, in what your word says, and who they are in you, so that when they go outside, Heavenly Father, they are confronted by the counterfeit of worldviews, Father God, that they would be able to stand strong, Lord. And so I thank you again, Heavenly Father. I thank you for everyone that is here, Father God. Holy Spirit, I just say, have your way in this place. Speak to us like only you can, that we might walk out of here different from the way we came. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So it is Thanksgiving week. This is amazing. This year has gone by so fast. And you know, Christmas and the new year 2019 is just a few weeks away. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Like, this is absolutely my favorite time of the year because it's always filled with lots of family and food and fun. And I pray that your holiday season will be as joyous as well. And so I'm curious. How many of you have been journaling throughout this year? Any journalers? Oh, way more than this morning. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone likes to, likes to journal, and I don't always get around to doing it daily, but the, for the most part of 2018, I have. And as I look back into what I have journaled throughout 2018, man, I see God's hand. I see his mercy. I see his grace. I see his provision, and I see his love that has been all over my life and the life of my family every step of the way month in and month out. And in those journals, I revisited some very difficult times. When I was in the thick of the situation, it was so hard to see beyond it. But today, I can look back 
and I can celebrate the victory because, hey, I'm still here. And I'm so thankful for the goodness and the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians says this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. First Thessalonians 5.18. Church, it is Thanksgiving holiday season now. But being thankful isn't designated to a specific season. It's year-round. 365 days a year, 24-7, God tells us to be thankful in all circumstances. You know, last week, Matt wrapped up in the sermon series, Threads. In that sermon series, for six weeks, the gospel was spelled out in an acronym. And each week, the sermon reinforced different aspects of the gospel. And just as a reminder, or if you didn't already know, the word gospel means the good news. Romans 5, 8 says this. It says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. Now that's good news, right? That's great news. That even though we deserve the death penalty for our sin, that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to take the penalty for us. He died in our place. And three days later, Jesus rose from the death. And that's awesome news because we serve a living God. He lives. We're serving a living God, and that is something huge to be thankful for. Church, we've been blessed with the free gift of salvation and eternal life if we choose to receive his gift. How many of you like free? I like free. I love free. But free doesn't mean that there was no cost. Salvation is free to us because Jesus already paid the price for our sin. And if you're thankful for that sacrifice, say amen. 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 But I also, church, want to caution us to this. Because all too often, it's easy for us to say amen, thank you, Jesus. And then we go on our merry way with our own agenda for our lives. But church, true thankfulness, true thankfulness to God is shown in our willingness to surrender our lives to his will. To live our life his way and in his timing. That's how we truly show our gratitude for all that God has done for us and who he is in our lives. So we need to trust that God's plan is better than any plan that we can come up with. And just like we heard in the sermon series threads, God is weaving his agenda in and throughout our lives. And it's not just for ourselves, but it's so that we can reach others on his behalf and that they too can receive the free gift of salvation. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, church, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher than our ways, right? God's vantage point 
is from up on top. That he can see things that we can't see, and he knows the bigger picture. That's why I enjoy journaling, because time and again, it shows me that God's perspective is always so much better than mine. So in my journal, as I was looking back, I saw that there was a time when I was a part of a Bible study group with Janine and Purvis, who now live on the mainland, and several other couples were a part of that group as well. And in that group of eight people, I was the only non-African American in that group. And it was super cool because as we shared, I learned how they were so different from me. Their upbringing was different, they spoke different, their thoughts were different. And sometimes I wondered why God led me there. But God had me there for his purpose. You see, Janine ended up being very instrumental in building my confidence to be up here to share the word of God. Her straightforwardness held me accountable to the thoughts that I had that didn't line up with God's word. And this year, God has done it again. I have been on an online Bible study with a group of women in our congregation. And so on version, you can invite people to do a study with you. So I got invited to do a devotion study. And so the way it works is you read the devotion and the related scriptures, and then you get to a part that's called talk it over. And it'll show the names of the participants as they respond. And as I looked to the responses and the names attached, I came to realize that I was the only non-Asian woman in that group. <laughs> and so how many of you have watched the movie Crazy Rich Asians, right? That was hilarious. That was a lot of fun. Well, here at the Croc, we have our own version of crazy rich Asian girls. They are rich in their love for Jesus, and they're crazy fun to be with. So I want to share the testimonies of two of these ladies who are very new in their relationship with Christ, and they are so very thankful that God has led them here to be a part of our Croc Ohana. So the first one is Min's testimony, and I am going to have to ask your forgiveness and to excuse myself because I actually left it down here. <laughs> and so Min is the one on the far left of the screen there in that picture. And um, she's very transparent, and she, she shares about some of the challenges, personal challenges that she experienced and some traumatic change in her life, which included divorce and some brokenness. And then she also shared about how her friend led her to Christ and praise God for that. But the part that I want to share with you is this that she writes and she says, the church I usually attend in China is an underground church. Whenever we meet for worship and Bible study, we must close all the windows and draw the blinds. We have to speak very softly. We sing praises softly. It is just a simple room without many amenities. The transport accessibility to this place is also quite challenging. Yet, 
These believers still gather to worship regularly, rain or shine, faithfully praising God and receiving the teaching of God's word. We are one big family. I'm so blessed to visit and attend Croc Church. This is a very warm and welcoming community. It's a blessing to see everyone being able to worship and sing freely and loudly, listening to God's word without distraction. Everyone here is warm and loving. The flow of weekly worship here is beautifully carried out, and I can sense the believer's love and dedication to God here. Praise and thank the Lord. I've tasted your selfless and sacrificial love. Isn't that amazing? Right? Church, it makes me think this, that here in America, we often take for granted the freedoms that we enjoy that others consider an absolute privilege. It makes me think, do we truly appreciate this beautiful facility that God has provided us to come and worship in together? I mean, look at what this looks like, right? You're sitting on nice soft chairs. The decoration is amazing. The AC is just right. Do we really truly appreciate that? Do we sing songs? from our hearts and choose to worship him because he deserves the glory, that God deserves the glory? Do we come with our hearts prepared to worship him, that no matter what's going on in our lives, that we're gonna designate this time to worship God and to praise him because he deserves it? Or do we sit there in those nice soft chairs just waiting for the song to be over? Church, are we grateful that we get to pray openly and without fear? That we have people that actually want to pray with us and encourage us to cultivate our prayer life, just not here, but beyond these doors, to pray for ourselves and for others. And when the opportunity or need is presented, do we actually pray with one another? Or does our pride and our shame keep us from responding? I hope, church, that, that men's testimony will remind us not to become, become complacent in our relationship with God. I hope it will also remind us that we have been called here for a purpose, that it's not just about us, but it's about us giving our lives to Christ so that he can reach others through us. The second testimony is from Julie. Julie's the one in the middle. And uh, I want you to check out her two-minute video.
<laughs> Isn't that the coolest? It's so cool. I love it. And um, I just want to say thank you to Min and to Julie. Julie was working. She was ringing the bell. And we took a break. And we couldn't find a quiet pace. So I had to, like, throw her in my van and let her do her speech. So thank you so much, right? So obviously, for all of them, Chinese is their first language. Their English is very limited. You know, these, these girls, they didn't even know each other before coming here to Croc. None of them know that, knew that the other existed, but God knew, and he knew their needs, and his thoughts are higher, and his ways are higher. And from his vantage point up on top, he could see Julie over there, and he could see Min over there, and he could see Jeannie, Jeannie over here, and he brought them all to the Croc Center, and now we have a super cool Chinese connection. You see, Jeannie assists with translations from Chinese to English, back to Chinese to English at our women's Bible study. She and Sam did the subtitles for, the Ju for Julie's video. And Julie found a place to serve and a church family to belong to. God saw her loneliness and he provided. And Min, she has experienced the freedom to worship and to sing freely and loudly Min has found the freedom to attend church and to hear and receive God's word without fear or distraction. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And I purposely didn't highlight Jeannie or Sam or Danny and Loke because I already know what they would say. They would say that it's not about them. It's about Christ and leading people to Christ in whatever way God chooses to use them. That's what it means, church, to truly be thankful to God, that you surrender your life to his will and his timing, that you be obedient to his direction. See, Danny and Loke, they first met Julie in 2014, and they just kept being a help unto her throughout the years until four years later, in June of 2018, Julie accepted Christ as her Savior, right? Is that not something to be thankful for? Yes, that's amazing. And so Colossians 4.2 says this, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thank you and thankful. Church, be in prayer daily with God. Be watchful of the opportunities he brings into your life to share the good news with others. There are people who have a need and you may be the answer to their prayer. Church, be thankful. Be thankful that you're not the one going hungry today. Be thankful to God that you are able to help others. And be thankful that you may be the one that leads them to Christ so that they might have eternal life. Two weeks ago, Major Debbie in her sermon, she talked about this, and not in these very words, but this is what it meant. That heaven is real, that hell is real, that both are forever, so which one will you spend your eternity in? And that's true for everyone. But we get to be like Jay, the agent of change for people's lives when we share the gospel with them, that they might receive Christ as their Savior. And so, 
we're doing for others, but you say, I have needs too. Yes, you have needs too. And we all go through circumstances in our lives. And so you go through a tough circumstance as well. Just be assured that as Christians, we are going to go through some tough times. And what does the, babe, what does the Bible say about that? Philippians 4, 6, 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Church, God knows you have a need, and he's looking from up on high, his vantage point, and he will work all things out for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Verse 7 says this, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as I close this morning, I want to provide the next few moments for you to really think about this. Will you offer up a prayer of thanksgiving each and every day to God? Will, have you received the free gift of salvation that Christ offers us? And if not, what are you waiting for? Because tomorrow's not promised to anyone. And will you pray for a need for yourself or someone you've been standing in agreement with? First Chronicles 16, 34 says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And 1 Corinthians 15, 37 says this, Thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to share one more short testimony with you. And this is my own as I look back. Just last month, October 4th, I was this close to becoming a widow. My husband had a heart attack on the golf course, and I praise God for his mercy and grace. You know, for many of us, when we think about what we have in this holiday season to give unto others, that maybe the funds are tight and we don't have money to buy presents, can I tell you this? You don't need to buy them anything. Give them the gift of time, because time is priceless. I praise God for the time that he's extended for Jerry and I, my husband, to be together here on earth. And you know, all those things about him that used to get under my skin, they're not so annoying anymore. I thank God for those moments. And so I just want to say to you all, who are you thankful with, for? And who are you praying with to give God thanksgiving for everything that he's blessed us with? And as we close, I know I called him up to sing, but because of time, I'm just going to close us in prayer, and then we're going to move on. So if you would bow your heads, I'd be so honored to pray with you. Father God, thank you. Thank you for who you are in our lives, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you love us unconditionally. Even when we fall short, Father God, your word says, for all have, sh for all have fall short of the glory of God. And so we thank you that you love us anyway, Father. Father, I thank you for all that you are doing in this house. I thank you for the wonderful leadership, Father God. I thank you for the generations that are here, Heavenly Father, wanting to worship you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the testimonies of victory that you have provided. 
And Lord, I just ask that you would bless everybody here, that everyone would have a wonderful time of thanksgiving, time with family, Father God, love overflowing. Father, thank you again for loving us. We love you back. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.